0: I press the button. We're recording. Feminine critique. It's Emily and
1: Christine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we need to. We need a snappier intro. I'm thinking with music and sound cues and all that stuff. (laughs)
1: Hopefully, I can just say Christine like that every time.
0: Just pretend that we're sock puppets, and it's much more amusing. I I promise you. Oh,
1: that's true.
0: So today we have um, a mysterious episode to bring you. Is it mysterious? Well, no, but both movies are mysteries. Oh, I guess. Kinda, sorta. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to make yeah. a theme here. Mm-hmm. Um, so Christine picked what movie to cover? Um, high Anxiety. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh huh. And I picked uh, 1985, I think. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, yay. Um And this is episode five, right? Episode five, indeed. Woo. We've We've survived four so far, and we're going to keep on going.
1: Um, um, one
0: of us may die tonight, though. Yeah, but there's, they're growing new people all the time. We'll find a way. Hey, we saw Never Let Me Go. We know we'll be okay.
1: We know the score. Ugh, I, I downloaded the book on my, my Kindle.
0: Have you started it yet?
1: Oh. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm
0: afraid. <laughs> I'm very happy about reading it. No, I really want to read it, but I'm terrified. <laughs> I, I think you're strong enough to handle it. All right. I, well, I'll let you know once I start. All right, and we are going to, before we talk about, uh, you know, these little movies, we're going to talk about what we've been watching. Mm, yes. Oh, yes. Christine, what have you been watching?
1: I've actually had a pretty decent run. Um,
0: well, it's been a while since we recorded, I feel like.
1: But I'm not counting the ones we spoke about with the gentleman. Hopefully I feel like, not. I feel like, but I feel like I've seen more than usual. I went, to the, I went to the theater and I saw Killing Them Softly. You went to the theater? The theater. Oh my gosh. Um, a killing them softly. I don't know if you know what this movie it's is. The
0: Brad Pitt one. Yeah. Okay.
1: It made me violently angry. I didn't like it mm. at all. I, I feel like that's like the what a lot of people are saying, but mm. I don't. And I don't like to just like say I don't like this movie because. Mm. But I genuinely did not like it going into it. I didn't know that people didn't like it. Um, I almost fell asleep, which never happens. Mm. It was just not pleasant for me for whatever reason. So I. Uh, ugh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nobody has given me any reason to want to see it. Mm. Uh, I know it, it got very mixed reviews, and then I feel like one or two people, maybe in the like GTMC boards, were was saying um, it was pretty good. Mm. But uh, it, yeah, it doesn't seem to interest me. If it's on instant one day and enough people and look at it the other side, then I then I might be interested to watch it. But. I just
1: it, I I will never say that a movie is bad. I truly believe there are very few bad movies. Mm-hmm. But this movie was not for me at all.
0: Yeah, and that's um, a different way of looking at a movie. Though.
1: Yeah, and in another movie that wasn't for me was Hitchcock. Um,
0: ah, <laughs> uh,
1: I guess it was a good movie. I don't know, but I'm, it was not what I wanted, and I, I kind of knew that going in, but I figured I should give it a chance. Um, when I, we went, I
0: heard we, one line from it, like it was. <laughs> what line did? She... What um, line did you hear because i wasn't sure if i wanted to see i was like i don't know like maybe like when it comes in dvd i'll watch it and then um i think it was the, the i think it was in the village voice they like talk about a line where um uh he like says he loves you or something to helen mirren and she's like i've waited my whole life to hear that and he says well they do call me the master of suspense
1: oh my god that does happen <laughs> And as soon as he, I read that, I'm like, yep, no,
0: I don't think I can you know, do No,
1: Emily, it's even worse than that. He doesn't just say, I love you. He says, you're more beautiful than any Hitchcock blonde. <laughs> I was like, what fucking movie am I watching? watching Who it? was this movie made for? Not anybody that likes the, the, the source material. Well, I can't even say source material. Not anybody that likes Hitchcock that much. Right. Spoiler alert, high anxiety um, is, is more subtle than Hitchcock.
0: And my anxiety ain't very subtle.
1: <laughs> um, I just—it was not again another movie. Was it a bad movie? No. Anthony Hopkins was good. I mean, I've heard that he's quote-unquote doing a Hitchcock impression, but I mean, but you have he, to, I mean, you do have to. That's what was. That was what's called. Yeah. He, he was. He was okay. He was good. Helen Mirren was good. Scarlett Johansson, I thought, was great. Um, Tony Collette's in it. I thought she was no, great. She's always great. Um, I, I thought I, I liked the people in it, but I just mm-hmm. didn't like this i don't the story and the tone doesn't reflect the man in the movies he made right so a fan of his films i don't know so how yeah it just um i went with deb former girls oh. on film or i guess uh, karen i don't know if that's still recording but i went with deb <clears throat> she seemed to like it so i mean and i know she's a fan of um of of the hitch so i don't know maybe Some it's just fans might like it yeah Maybe. Okay. Uh, so I also watched *The King's Speech* finally. Okay. <laughs> Two years later, um, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Yep,
0: yeah, that was my impression when I watched it. It's a, it's. It, yes, it, you can look at it and be like, "Oh, it's a screwy." Oh, it, it was, but it yeah, was. It's also was, a really good movie. And it, it was
1: framed beautifully. It I don't is. know. If, it, it, you know uh, if you notice, like people would like, I can't. I don't know who, who directed. I probably should. I'm not looking at it. Well, but um, I'm like people's heads were in the frame and like this beautiful like wall was behind them mm-hmm. this sprawling wall it was
0: it was very attractive. Tom, Tom Hooper was the director. Okay. Yeah, he, yeah. And he's the one who did Les Mis. Yes, yes. Which is yes. I mean I'm I'm a musical theater nerd so I'm of course drooling to see Les Mis, but I'm also really excited because I'm very curious to see what how Tom Hooper handled it because I think as much as I don't think *The King's Speech* you know deserved the Best Picture Oscar, I was okay with him winning Best Director because I thought that was an incredibly directed film. Mm, yes, and, and yeah. for a film that almost didn't have to be directed with that kind of touch. And I think that's it was, so. that's exactly
1: the point. That's very true because I didn't expect that.
0: Yeah, like you expected because, it to be about the performances.
1: Yes, but it was very it was it was quite quite attractive. I must say, um, so I was happy. That's on Instant Watch. Um, yeah. I was happy I finally watched that. Um, I also saw Shoot 'Em Up, the Clive Owen movie, oh, which was movie. which was fun. It's I liked fun. it. I mean, it was what it was. I um I fu- I watched Push, which is um one of the few uh, Chris Evans movies I haven't seen.
0: Okay, Push gets me <laughs> really confused. I am a Chris Evans completist, so Push, is that the one with Dakota Fanning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, the thing about Push that is still throwing me off is the movie Precious is based on a novel called Push. <laughs> yeah,
1: but this is not this is
0: not that. And, yeah, they renamed the movie Push Precious because obviously it was like hey, I can't have two movies. Although they had the Nine and Nine come out the same year. And one yeah, of I remember that. It was one confusing. Movie and one was the other one was the awful musical. So yeah, so I every time I get Push, it just it's very confusing to me because I I can't separate the fact that there was this Dakota Fanning like sci-fi kids movie from <laughs> it being Precious.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That movie wasn't very good. I'm looking at my, my rating, I gave it a 5.5. 5. I guess I was feeling real, like, down on it after I rated it. I mean, it was...
0: That's an average score.
1: It was, like, meh. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um, I, I watched Becoming Jane <laughs> to, keep, to continue with my uh, McAvoy fetish. Oh,
0: okay, okay. Um,
1: God, Anne happily, is so fucking awful in that. Did you see that movie? No,
0: I didn't, but I usually really like Anne
1: Hathaway. I really like Anne Hathaway, too. I just could I don't know. I, that's so mean. I said she was fucking awful. No, I didn't oh, like she her. Was in the movie. I didn't like her in it, and I thought her accent was just not great. Not there. That one dude who's, I know, it's so terrible. I can't remember anybody's name. The guy who was in Babe. was
0: Cromwell? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Isn't that terrible? That's what I pull. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, Baby's he, a great movie, so...
1: He's he's in it, and he's awesome, and McAvoy's awesome in everything, and then she's just kind of there being Jane Austen and having, like, a uh, accent. Man, mm,
0: gotcha. whatevs.
1: And then, lastly, I saw Kill List. Have you seen Kill List? No,
0: I've been told to see Kill List for two years now, and I still haven't seen it.
1: Can And I don't want to hype, hype it up. It is not. Ah. I do not want to hype it up, but this might be the most perfect film I've seen this year. Wow, It is not what I expected. Mm-hmm. It is not, but if I made a movie, I would fucking make this movie. This movie was outstanding. I have never like reacted and gasped and like I was literally on the edge of my seat. Literally? literally on the edge of my seat the entire time you
0: you have to watch yeah, it you and have people have been telling me to see it for a long time and i just haven't gotten to it i think somebody even um shared it with me um but mm-hmm. i don't think i have it anymore so i will i will put it on my list it is on my queue now. you
1: do yeah i i really really liked it I okay,
0: so what and else you got know.
1: No, that's me. I'm done. That's done. That, that, that was a good. That was a good um, run for me. Uh, we've been watching American Horror Story, and that's Oh, season one it. or season two? Season one, because that just popped on instant
0: that's watch. Right. Recently. See, I haven't. Um, I still haven't watched season one, even though I started watching it at the gym, and then I haven't been to the gym, so I haven't kept watching it. But uh, i I watch season two now live, and it's it's fun. It's just so ridiculous, and James Cromwell plays like a Nazi doctor. And Wait, he's, he's really? He's in a, Yeah, because what they did. Um, I don't want to spoil anything. Like, don't spoil it. Don't don't so spoil So I'm just won't say anything. Okay, I'm almost. We're
1: almost done with season one. I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um,
0: yeah, I need to watch it. Uh, I, mean, it I, to do I really, really like it. it. It's again ridiculous but fun.
1: But like like awesome ridiculous.
0: Awesome ridiculous.
1: Yeah. So that's me. What have you been watching?
0: All right. Well, uh, a couple of random things. Uh, it being the Christmas season, trying to get some Christmas watching in there. And we had a Christmas party last week, and we started off the night by putting on the Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> I know, it's amazing. It's, it's just perfect. It is wonderful. I can never say enough good words about it. And because there are two two reasons I think that movie is so great and so rewatchable, let me get let me guess one of them. Okay,
1: is one of them Bean Bunny?
0: No, but Bean Bunny yeah. is so cute. <laughs> uh, no, my two reasons are Michael Caine. Well, yeah, okay. I, should, like, I probably should have gone with that first. <laughs> well, it's kind of obvious, but but just because he's because he plays it so well, because he doesn't give in to the cuteness of Muppets, he plays it as if he were doing, you know, acting on the London stage. And he must be made of steel. Is, right? Like, I can just picture, like, the outtakes of that movie being, like, as soon as they say, yell cut, he, he just, like, hugs Kermit or something, because oh, that would he have? Not. But he's How could so because he sells it. Uh, And then the other reason is it's Paul Williams' music, and it's so good. The songs are so good. To me, they are, like, the best modern Christmas songs we've had in a long time. I have not seen that movie in probably, Uh, like, seven seven years, something ridiculous like that. They just re-released it. They put it on (laughs) Blu-ray and re-released it, and now... So it previously had a commentary track by Brian Henson. Now it has a commentary track by The Muppets.
1: Oh, I'm so into that. I know,
0: and I put it on the disc, and at first it wouldn't start. Like it for some reason, like the menu froze. But then if you fast forward and then go back, it starts fine. But I'm like, oh, it's frozen. I guess I need to upgrade. <laughs> so I'm getting that Blu-ray soon. Um, but along the same lines, um, I watched the Fantastic, which I've seen before. But um, I watched because I knew Moonrise Kingdom was coming from Netflix. Mm-hmm. So uh, I watched, and we all know how that ends. If well, you're on, if you're on the Facebook group, though, we don't. Th- okay, here's the thing. So I'm um, so. Brandon had wanted to watch Fantastic Mr. Fox, and he hates... Oh, had he, had he not seen? He had not seen it. And he hmm. hates Wes Anderson, but I have convinced... <laughs> so do I, I! But I had convinced him. I'm like, but I'm like, trust me, Fantastic Mr. Fox is something totally different, and and I think you will like it. And so he sat down to watch it, and yes, he, and I love it. I think Fantastic Mr. Fox is so good. And he's he, he loved it too, and he's like, well, because it wasn't like... Well, because it wasn't really a Wes Anderson movie. I'm like, no. It was a Wes Anderson movie. It is. And it is a complete... Like, everything about it is a Wes Anderson movie. The music choices, the the style choices of the foxes and the way they speak and the teen character. Yeah. I'm like, but because of the material and the style, it it's amazing. And it doesn't feel forced or hipstery. It just... It's an amazing movie because it's so perfectly suited to him. It's mm-hmm. like he finally found a way to use his style in a like genre and story that makes sense for it. And it's so good. And so then the next day, I watch Moonrise Kingdom, and I just have the complete opposite feel of, like, it just, like, I know it's, like, I know I get it. Like, that's his thing is he's styled and everything else. But it, in this case, it, where, where is Fantastic Mr. Fox, it, it, it is a cartoon, which makes sense because Wes Anderson characters are cartoons. Once I'm watching a live-action movie... <laughs> That is a cartoon. I, I'm like, uh, what you are saying,
1: it's making complete sense, and I I understand why Fantastic Mr. Fox would work for you and Moonrise Kingdom would not. But even though the characters are now children, it didn't work for you.
0: It worked a little more than if they weren't.
1: Yeah, because I because that's kind of like the middle ground, yeah. rather than having like Owen Wilson running around, you yeah, know, at this point, and, and then like way, a fox.
0: Yeah, and you know, I hate Darjeeling <laughs> Kid because it is which it, I like. I, I hate don't. It. Do you like
1: um, Life Aquatic?
0: I have not seen Life Aquatic. See, I don't like that.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm People very... You don't like it, which is why I'm like, well, I don't know why I don't want to I'm it. very split down the middle on it.
0: Yeah, I, I On like him, him,
1: on him. I don't know if I like him because I watch something and I'm like, oh, I hate this. Well, and then I watch something else and I'm like, this is amazing.
0: Like, I don't know how much of it is just the mood you're in when you watch it. Like, if you're going to buy his charm or not. Because, mm. I mean, like, it's... It's not a controversial thing to say. His movies are, there is substance there, but they are the reason people like it or don't like it. It's the style. It's a very particular style that is the same in really every one of his movies. Yes. I think Rushmore is a little different because it was, it still feels, it's a little more conventional in some ways. It is a lot more, it's a lot more accessible. Yeah. There is like Tenenbaums. And I remember when I saw Tenenbaums and I was in like, I guess I was in, I think it was what, Tenenbaums like 2000 or so. And so I was younger, but I was, like, just kind of becoming, like, oh, yeah, I know my film. And I love Tenenbaums, because I just thought it was, I thought there were jokes that I was getting and other people weren't getting. Because I remember (laughs) I saw it in the movie theater, and I remember, like, laughing at stuff other people weren't laughing at. And, but that's the same, but I think a lot of that is just, well, I was younger then and, like, cocky. And now I watch it, and now I'm, like, oh, yeah, you're making jokes, and I just think they're really, I don't, it's, it's. I, and I don't want to just keep throwing out the term hipster, but it's very easy to do when you talk about a Wes Anderson movie, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't
1: I don't I don't know what hipster means anymore.
0: I, so I just consider it that like, it's the cool kids who are you know take pride in not being cool. <laughs> well, then I'm a hipster. <laughs> Unless I'm totally deluded and I'm not no, actually you're cool. You're not angry about it, like with hipsters. There's like an. That was, I like there's... that was a really big jump
1: on my part. I was right. like,
0: "Well, I am cool. I'm a hipster then. I'm cool and know that what's not cool. Yeah, I'm cool and don't think I'm cool. That must make me extra cool. I don't know. It's the. I don't know. It's. It's hard to put into words, and I don't think i Wow, I just discovered I have like big bruises on my knees. Never mind. Uh, oh. It's a good thing, it's not a video podcast. Uh, people would think I'm being abused by my Wesley Anderson hating boyfriend. But yeah, so it's, I don't know, with Moonrise Kingdom, I sat down knowing what I was getting. And there, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it because there are, there are things that made me chuckle and there are things I appreciated, but it was also, um... And I don't want to say predictable, because it's, it's not. There's weird things that happen that you don't expect. Yeah, no, but it's a pretty straightforward... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, it, and it just, in this case, like, there were things I found amusing. And, yeah, certain actors can... Are, like, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton can do anything. Oh, I know. She can. I just love when you yell, Tilda Swinton. I'm like, yes, yes, but yes. Winton, Tilda Swinton can do a Neil Butte movie, and I would watch it. And, you know, Edward Norton. When Edward Norton does comedy, it's amazing, and he should do more comedy. So movie. good. So good it. But it... it yeah, I don't know. And maybe another day I'll revisit it in a different mood when I'm, like, high on pain medication for some reason. <laughs> in the future, I'm planning on, you know, taking a lot of pain medication. Taking lots yes. of pain meds and watching them. Rest and when I'm them. on those and I watch it, I may be like, I was so wrong, man. This is so much better than I thought. But it, it was very much a, a, and I purely a matter of taste. And this is definitely a case where I would never, like, argue the merits of that film with someone because I don't feel passionately about it. I am 50-50 on that movie. I can see it working and being charming and everything else, and I can see the argument that it's just typical Wes Anderson, uh, moody crap. And Mm -hmm. I can't make a decision on it, and so I won't. Okay, well, don't then. I don't want you to. I will not. Uh, A couple of other things I watch, because I also, like, at first I wasn't watching anything, and all of a sudden I realized my list was big. Um, seeking a friend for the end of the world with our old friend Kira Knightley.
1: What did you think? I still haven't still seen it. it. No, did you get it from Netflix? <clears throat> no, I, I never. I haven't gotten it. I reorganized my queue okay. clearly because I got I got push and becoming Jane and shoot <laughs> shoot em up.
0: Um. So. Well, here's well one thing I have to say is um, one of these days when it comes back on Instant Watch and uh, it is appropriate for a, a matchup, I will make us watch Last Night. Which is I know you've beautiful. been trying to get me to watch that, that for. I love this movie. I think like, like legit five years. I like, think you would really like it. But again, I, like, know. I know I'm overhyping it. But Last Night is a similar premise. It is the last day of the end of the world, and you have everybody in Canada planning for it. It's a very Canadian movie. And I just love that. There's something about this movie that is just vi- really, really touching to me. And I just find myself drawn to it and re-watching and everything. So Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, it, it's hard not to compare it just because it is the same premise. Mm-hmm. And it's a similar style in some ways. It's the same kind of mood where it's just um, very much a film about nice people dealing with the end of the world. And that was something I really liked about it was Steve Carell and Keira Knightley are two, play two really nice characters. And it's, it's an odd thing to say, but it really did make a difference because you just, you like these people and you, you know, you don't know what's going to happen for them, but you just, you know, you really want good things to happen for them in, you know, the last week of the world. And it's, it's cute. It's, it's, um it's very funny at times and then very serious at other times. Hmm. And I think if I was not watching it with last night in the back of my head, I think I would have ultimately felt it was a much better movie. Uh, and it's good. It, for me, it would be like a three-star movie, and it is really touching. And by the end of the film, like I was definitely had teared up. Oh, it, really? Yeah. It's it's a it's because it's very sweet. I think that's the the word hmm. I would give it if I had to. It is a sweet movie.
1: That's the thing. I didn't really um, just because I don't really read about things or even look at cast lists <laughs> I don't
0: anymore. Know how to read? So no,
1: I don't <laughs> like to spoil like movies for myself. Um, so I don't know anything about it, and I wasn't really sure
0: of the tone mm-hmm. of it you it's, know it's a it's a very different tone because it's um I'm trying to think of a word for it it is it is funny uh, and there are some moments that are all out comedy and I won't spoil things because there are some cameos that are great mm-hmm. um, but it's also very sad and very um, it's it doesn't pull. It doesn't go for uh, easy things in some ways. And well, I, I like want, that. I don't want to say anymore because, like I said, I really don't want to spoil it. Um, but it's it's a really interesting tone. That in itself is something that the movie has uh, that I haven't. I that I can't really compare to another movie. Is that it is this romantic comedy uh, with a very sad wrap around it, and it was something different. So I, I do recommend watching it.
1: Well, I would like to see it and I shall
0: uh, I'll I'll buzz through a few more just because they're they're really worth talking about yeah go for it man Jaws 3D alright <laughs> never mind <laughs> have you ever seen it no I
1: I, I, I have a long time ago it's okay. been a long time since I, I didn't didn't Show Show cover Jaws 3D relatively recently yeah. or am I I don't know. I, maybe. I think Married with Clickers did actually. I don't know. Maybe I'm making shit up again.
0: I, <laughs> I just think of I think of sharks and I think of Show shows So well, they, that's right. They did do the whole Shark Month a couple years ago. It's 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 pretty funny. Uh, it's it starts out and like briefly you're like I think this might actually be good. Like there's a moment where there's a, you know the shark attack's about to happen and you're kind of like all right all right. And then there is just a giant severed arm thrown at the screen, because remember, it was 3D. It was the cheapest form of 3D where it's just, there's a head coming at you. We're going to squirt water at you with the camera. And as soon as that happens, you kind of know what you're in for. At the same time, though, you have this great cast. You have Dennis Quaid, Mm -hmm. uh, a young Leia Thompson as a water skier, Lou Gossett Jr. I feel like there's somebody else random in there. But you also have, like... It, the whole thing is, it, it's it's at SeaWorld. The movie takes place in... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it has been a little
1: while since I've seen it, the but I definitely SeaWorld. do remember
0: that. You just watch it thinking, how did SeaWorld agree to this? Because there are, like... Apparently, like, the famous dolphins at SeaWorld at the time are in the movie. Like, there are dolphins in the movie, and they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're like, characters with names. And there's, like... And also starring Cindy and Sandy from SeaWorld. Ugh. But the whole thing is, it's like... But this movie is about SeaWorld's construction being so poorly designed that, that they get yeah. a 35-foot shark in and that people get stuck underwater. Like, it's such an irresponsible movie to put your name on. Um, but at the same time... Oh, it's the mom from My Soul called Life. She's
1: in it. Oh, okay! Yeah, I think I might... When I watched it, I think I might have said the same thing. Because that's the only thing I know her from. It's, I don't know if she's ever done it. It's a
0: very poorly uh, written for, Like. It's just there's constant. There's about five scenes where her and Dennis Quaid have a conversation about how he has to make a decision about his career if he's gonna move or not, and like that just keeps going. That conversation constantly comes up in this assumed summer blockbuster about sharks. The body count is four. <coughs> Two of that's depressive, right? Which would be fun, like, and you could say, like, oh, well, it's not like Jaws is a bloody movie. You're right, it's not, but this is Jaws 3D. Like, no, this movie is supposed to be about people getting... They on. need to up the stakes. Yeah, and they don't. But it's at the same time, it was kind of hilarious and adorable. So, you know, points for that. Uh, I watch, I just watched Just Finished Now uh, for the first time, The People vs. Larry Flint.
1: Hmm, I, I've never seen that in its entirety.
0: It's very funny. It's it's good. It's, um. I enjoyed it a lot. It's... It's a very, very funny movie. And I think it was the same writers as Ed Wood, which you can you can see that, that kind of humor in both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also, it's a great history lesson in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, I don't, I was too young to know any of this or remember any of this. And it is politically, I think, a really interesting and, and important and statement of a movie. Uh, and James Cromwell is in it. So, points there. Oh, that uh, seems to be the theme of the age. Apparently. And then the last movie I watched is... One of those really embarrassing blind spots that uh, I feel, especially me as a fan of musicals, I should have seen a long time ago. I, I probably have uh, the same blind spot. I don't so know, I hope not. 1952, Singing in the Rain.
1: Oh, yeah. I have never seen Singing in the Rain. You
0: have to see it. It's so I,
1: good. It's so didn't, didn't Will just recently watch Singing in I the Rain? I think he did. And I think and he
0: thing, right? And he was like, oh, my God, it's so good. It's so yeah. good. Because the thing is, it's really funny. It's kind of like to me, the Wizard of Oz is—it's a similar thing where the Wizard of Oz is also a landmark. It is everybody knows it, even if they haven't sat down and watched it beginning to end. You, you know some of the lines and the jokes and the songs, but at the same time, if you sit down and watch it as an adult, it is witty and sharp and a smart and very funny movie. And Singing in the Rain is the same way. The comedy of the movie is fantastic. It is a funny ass movie and i mean the dancing scenes are insanely great and uh it also like the performances are so good and what's her name is it gene hagan who's the, the the dumb blonde in the movie is mm-hmm. fantastic it's you, you should definitely watch it yes i will it's i will great. i know i know i have to it is it will just put a smile on your face it is just a glorious film is is that it? Is that your list? That's mostly it. I mean, I started watching Hallmark Christmas movies again because I have a weird um, thing for them. Yes, you do. I know. So this one was uh, had Patrick Muldoon in it <laughs> and the girl from Cube. It was terrible.
1: Well, that sounds like a winner.
0: It wasn't. But none of them are. But yet they <laughs> are for me. So. Did you
1: see? Did you see like um, that one about ca- like a c- like C for Christmas or oh, Capital uh, Christmas with the Capital? capital, c. capital. Oh, yeah, I
0: reviewed it last year. Yeah, that's a terrible movie. because yeah, last year I did, like, I just spent December, I must watch watched, like, 20 of them, of, like, anything on Instant Watch that was a Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, and Christmas with a capital C, which stars, is it, I think it's Billy Baldwin, or Daniel Baldwin. I don't know the... What, it's a Baldwin, and then there's somebody else so on it. that one who's not Steven, even though you'd think it would have been Steven, because it's a religious movie? Uh, and Jefferson Darcy is in it? From yes, Christmas yes, 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 that's why we watched it. Which, yeah, it's it is an awful movie. The best thing about that movie is how, um... There's the brother character who's a, who's a comedian. Do you remember who I'm talking about? Yes, 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 um, yes, and yes, His name is Brad something, and he is a Christian comedian in real life, and you can YouTube him and, and watch his awful, awful comedy that's just not funny and weird, and, um, oh, and so he's in the movie, We're having technical difficulties. Is it slight oh, technical a di- All right. Yeah. I'm going to, we're going to take well, a well, break. Well, we've wrapped up with our, our what we've we been have, watching. I didn't finish. Yeah. Okay, fine. Christmas no, Christmas have we finished talking about Christmas in the Capital well, city? People can't understand me. <laughs> and, okay. People. People might be
1: able to understand you, but I can't understand
0: you. Here's the hilarious... Well, you just understood that. Here's the thing that's great about Christmas, capital C, is how they introduce this potential love story for the the (laughs) character. I remember you writing about this. And yet it's never consummated or addressed after, like, the first two scenes. And you get the feeling. It's that they sat in the editing room and realized, ugh, nobody wants to see this. Uh, All right, so we will take a break and come back with... High anxiety. Sure,
1: why not? All right. <laughs> but
2: then you take my hand, my heart starts to soar once more. Key change. High anxiety. It's always the same.
0: Welcome back. Welcome. <laughs> We are now here, joined upon this day, to discuss the movie that uh, Christine picked. Christine, what did yes. you pick and why did you pick it?
1: Um, I picked uh, High Anxiety from 1977. Um, the reason I picked it is because you picked Clue. That's true, actually. <laughs> and, and, and my my brain screamed High Anxiety um, because it's, you know, kind of a spoof mm-hmm. parody film yeah. of, uh, of something that I hold near and dear. Indeed, And um, I feel like maybe not as intense, but like the similar relationship you had growing up with Clue, I had with high anxiety and airplane. OK, okay. so
0: see that. now uh, are, do you still have that affection for it today as, a, as an adult? Um, high anxiety? Yeah. It's a bit different.
1: My relationship yeah. with it is a bit different.
0: All right. So um, I guess I, I I'll give a quick synopsis. Uh, hmm. Anxiety is a story of Dr. Thorndike Played by somebody you'd probably recognize Mel Brooks hmm, Is that who that was? Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's the voice that gave it away um, And Dr. Thorndyke is afraid of heights Or vertigo, essentially
1: <laughs> No, he has high
0: anxiety has High anxiety <laughs> And uh, so he is g- d- discharged to take over a uh, mental asylum That seems to have a, a weird, weird track record and along the way, he gets framed for murder and falls in love with Madeleine Kahn and that kind of stuff. Yes. The, really,
1: the, the, the plot is inconsequential.
0: Very it doesn't so. matter.
1: It doesn't matter.
0: So, you're, now, you said your relationship with this movie had changed. How had it changed?
1: Um, well, when I was... It's really funny because, not to show my hands so, so early, but most of my memories... of I have very vivid memories of watching this movie... Most of my memories of this movie apparently are from the first, like, maybe 35 to 40 minutes.
2: Okay.
1: Everything I laugh at in this movie, I laugh at the same things every time. Mm -hmm. And it's all within the first 45 minutes. Something happens for me, and this might just be because of my relationship with with it when I was younger, but I I fall out at the very end. Mm -hmm. Like there's something about it. It could just it could be pacing. It could be story. But I, I have a hard time looking at it objectively enough. But it's my enjoyment of it is is the, exactly the same as when I was a child, but for different reasons. Okay. Like I appreciate some of the gags a lot more. Right. Um. Like to to go chronologically. Like <laughs> right when right at the beginning when when um when Mel Brooks is going through the airport and, and the music is just swelling and, <laughs> and and is just so overwrought and he walks out of the airport and he says what a dramatic airport <laughs> and that cracks me up. I don't know and I feel like that's the same shit I laughed at when I was like
0: 10. Right. It's, I could see that. It, there are some very, some gags that did have me laughing. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you find that all of them were in the first half of the film? I think. Because what it. is the what is when, the runtime of this?
0: One, I would say it's about an hour thirty. It's about ninety minutes. Yeah, nine. Okay. And I watched it. It's funny you say, you say that actually because I watched it kind of that way <clears throat> unintentionally. I started watching it on the bus to work one day, um, got and got to about the thirty-five minute mark, and then came back to it a few days later and finished watching it on my TV, and yeah, and I. I can tell you, I wasn't loving the first thirty-five minutes, but there were definitely like a couple of things, scenes, like the scene with um, the guy who's afraid of werewolves and has dreams about werewolves. (laughs) That That scene is brilliantly done. So funny. (laughs) And, and
1: as a 10-year-old, I laughed hysterically at that, yeah, but for that. different reasons than, than now. Mm-hmm. Like, the same things. Like, I just thought the music was funny and him walking through the airport was funny, but now it's funny because, it like, that's that, uh, that's how a Hitchcock film would, right. would would open, but he's now acknowledging that it was just the airport. It wasn't the opening of the film, but just the right. airport was very dramatic.
0: crazy. Um, oh, it's funny so you know? because we were earlier talking about how, like, you know, some movies just aren't for you and everything else. And truth be told, I'm not the biggest Mel Brooks fan, and I say this with a lot of grain, a lot of grains of salt stuck in my throat, uh, because I, and I don't punch me for saying this, but I have never watched The Producers. And oh, I, 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 know I, I know I have to. I haven't either. You haven't either? Okay, I mean, I've seen the yeah. Broadway musical uh, and the movie, which is not good, uh, but I've not watched the original film. Um, I think... Uh, Young Frankenstein, I, it competed with something when I was a kid, I don't know what, but there was something that, like, I used to argue with people about which was better. And I, Young Frankenstein especially, I appreciate, I think, the style, the style of it and the, um, performances and everything. I see what they're getting and I understand why so many people love it, but I just don't find it funny. And Robin Hood, Men in Tights, I really don't think is very funny at all.
1: Really? I think, I think Young Frankenstein's funny. I think, what about Spaceballs?
0: Here's a Spaceballs. Like, well, I love Spaceballs. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm afraid, because I haven't watched Spaceballs since I was a kid. And as a kid, I loved Spaceballs. And yes, we all know it might have been because it was Rick Moranis. But <laughs> even, He's so cute. even without that, as a kid, I really did enjoy it. I haven't watched Spaceballs probably since I was like 12. And I'm kind of nervous to revisit it, because I would be very sad if I feel the way I do about most Mel Brooks films. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I might rewatch it one of these days and it might hold up for me, especially Spaceballs where I have such an affection for the source material because I, you know, I, I'm a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. And so I think that might carry me over anyway. And it might just be a better film. I don't know, but it's, it, there's something to, about me. Mel Brooks, I think is a, is a funny man. Blazing Saddles, yes, I think is great. But I think with Blazing Saddles, there's a whole separate reason for that, but in general, I'm just—I don't know—his humor doesn't crack me up the way I think it does a lot of people.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and so this movie, Anxiety, feels that there's a, a big thing I can appreciate about it. About it is the Hitchcock homage. Some of them, the whole picture as a Hitchcock film, I think is really neat, and I think he, there's a lot of gags that really work. Yes, I think there's a I agree. lot that. I just don't think are funny. Mm-hmm. You know the birds reference. There's birds that fly on them and they poop on them.
1: But see, I think the first the first half of the birds gag is funny. I think the bir- just the birds landing is funny. Had it just stopped there, mm-hmm. I think it would have been a lot more effective.
0: Yeah, he's Mel Brooks isn't always one for the uh, no the, the subtlety. The but do, do you know where it works in the psycho um, yes, gag? The psycho gag with Barry Levinson is so funny that I thought was great and, and he takes it to com-
1: to completion he it's not just the it's not just like the, the the newspaper as knife you
0: know it's er, the
1: er, er, the it's, it's the ink and the way he's laying there it's it's and, it's and even
0: the shot the way they show his like they don't show the newspaper hitting him but they show his skin kind of yes, yes yeah no that scene I thought I'm like okay he got it here but he didn't get it here here or here exactly yeah
1: I agree I agree with that um, m- one of my personal favorite gags in this is the um, the glass table scene. Uh, if if you know which one I'm talking I about, I remember where um uh, Cloris Leachman and um, uh,
0: Doctor Montague.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, that, I couldn't think of his name. They're sitting, um, like I guess like on like a couch, and the gl- there's they're in front of like a glass coffee table, but the the camera's like shooting up from underneath. The table and they just keep putting yeah, things down and they're eating things there too <laughs> yeah and they're like having tea and every time the camera moves they put something else down on the table and i just thought that was it's the camera gags that get me that gets me oh. and then there's
0: yeah there's a, there's one the very very early in the film when they're the cameras filming like outside the glass window of them it breaks eating, through the glass it breaks the glass and they all kind of love it like, you know that, love- that cracked me up uh and then like the very end of the movie has a similar thing where there's it ends on yep. a camera joke, which and those I really liked, and I thought they were well done. And again, it was, you know, anybody might find them funny, but if you're you're watching it as somebody who knows Hitchcock, they're much funnier.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ooh. that's that's really how how I felt upon right. I rewatched this um, for the first time as an adult, probably a year ago, okay. and I definitely was like, oh my god, these things are so much funnier for totally different reasons.
0: The um, the gag that eventually would be reused on The Simpsons and probably other things where uh, he's, they're driving and they hear this ominous music and then it's just right <laughs> next to them is a full bus of, like, the London Symphony. It's so good, and though. It's and, that, and it's a joke I've seen done since then. I don't know that this was the first place it was done, but it is, like, like that's really funny. So you do have those moments. but then And most time, of those are at the beginning. You're, you're, no, you're right, you're right. And, like, the fact that you have a scene with Madeline Kahn and Mel Brooks playing this, you know, arguing old Jewish couple in an airport and it's not funny. And it just goes on and on and on. And And it just, it feels like you're watching, like you're watching a sketch or like an an SNL sketch very much where when an SNL sketch is just not funny and even the audience can't muster the Mm -hmm. laughs for it, it's just like, oh, this is really awkward. I hope it ends soon. But it's like, but how is that possible? You have like these two titans of comedy and it's just not working. And there's a
1: lot of that in the in the latter half. There's a lot of that in the latter half. Um, but there's a few there's a few bright spots that keep me entertained. like there's like a phone booth scene. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, phone so funny. Like, the phone booth scene is very birds to me, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And then when he um he basically gets framed for murder and they have to look at the negative of the of the photo. <laughs> And it just keeps blowing up There's bigger a and bigger. Gag, yeah. Like that, that, that shit's still funny, but it's it's too few and far
0: between in the in the
1: latter it's portion like, of the film.
0: It, I mean, this came a few years before Airplane, I guess, and it yeah. seems like what works much better in this film are those tiny moments, as opposed to any scene that goes on longer than a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the exception though. I say that, and then I'm thinking back to the wearable scene, which is wonderful. <laughs> so yeah and, like, the gags are really funny in this movie but most of the scenes are not yeah and i don't know it's uh, even there's there's one movie the one scene that i i did find amusing that went on which is the conference where he's giving this psychiatric conference and you know and, and he's about to talk about like penis envy and everything as a man walks in with his like, two little daughters <laughs> And he's like, oh sorry, see, we can get a babysitter.
1: I think that goes on too long.
0: It does, but it's one of those it's one of those jokes where it goes on long enough where it starts getting funny again.
1: Okay, I can see that. Because yeah. I think it's, it's funny, funny when he's about to talk about it and the kids come in and I'm like, alright, this is funny, I'm into it,
0: and then, then it then essentially it goes. goes on for like another five minutes of them being like, and then the woo- the woo-woo and the boobie yeah. the bubba. And it's just them talking around genitalia. And yeah, I don't know why I I liked that scene, but it not for any particular reason. It was just like, oh, like I was feeling it. And I think mm-hmm. that's why this movie is kind of my definition of a comedy that I can watch and I would never say it's it's a bad movie or oh, it's not funny. I would just say it didn't make me laugh for the most mm-hmm. part. Like it's not it's very much and it's what I say about Young Frankenstein. I appreciate Young Frankenstein but personally, it does, it's not my comedy that makes me laugh. It doesn't work as a comedy on me, but it's, it's obviously so subjective.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, and and I, I can. And I think when I was younger and I would watch it, I would, I would just start to just like kind of tune out and like wander away. And it's like I like didn't when- pay attention to the latter half of it. That's possible. And, and i think that says something about just how things stop working like even even the very end the very end is is very vertigo and um mm-hmm. the bell tower and, and and even that doesn't work for me i mean at, at the very end once everything's resolved and everybody's hugging like that's funny again <laughs> but there's just so much of it that it's just
0: kind of like i
1: glaze over a little right. bit and and, and that's you know, a shame
0: like the one of the jokes about like where his vertigo came from and there's like a flashback to Mel Brooks as a baby, and it's, mm-hmm. it's like you just watch it. You're like, it's just, it's not funny. Like, but I could see like if I were a kid, I might have found that funny. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just kind of fascinating to me how um, how hit and miss I find Mel Brooks comedy.
1: Well, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't always work. Sometimes it's too broad. Sometimes it's too. You know, there's there's a moment in here, and I I really wanted to take note of when it happened. But there's a moment in here that Madeline Kahn makes a face, and it's maybe one of the funniest things in the movie. And she just, it's just a face she makes when she reacts to something. It's it's stuff like that that's just so funny. But it when it it doesn't balance with the, like mm-hmm. like you said, the longer things that just don't seem to stop.
0: Right. And. Even, like, the Chloris Leachman stuff, I just didn't find funny. No. I don't know. And I don't know if it's just that, like, now you've you've kind of seen that character since then, but it's just, like, the joke is Chloris Leachman is, like, you know, uh, this awful-looking old nurse who is also into S&M and does it with the main villain. And it just, like, and she has, like, a very particular speaking pattern. <laughs> Which I think is funny. I don't know. It just, it... You, just, you do it really well, too. Thank you. Thank you. I've been practicing. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it just doesn't work for me, and that's you know. But there's things like when he gets like a welcome brick from the violent ward, <laughs> which I found like that was funny. Like you just somebody throws a brick in, and it's like a, a note saying "welcome" from the violent ward. Like so, yeah. It's the little things about this movie that worked for me, but when I compare this to something like Airplane, where I am laughing every, with every almost every joke, <laughs> it's because it is a spoof. But it's not, um, it's, well, I get, no, what's, what's the word? Of my, it's a parody, not, with elements of spoof, mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, Airplane and Naked Gun, where it's just every beat is a kind of it's, gag. is a send-up or a gag or, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's not that one form of comedy is better than the other, because if anything, one could argue that, you know, the kind of more spoof comedy is easier and, mm-hmm. and everything else, and that's why you, and lazier. But at the same time to me, from my experience, it's just funnier. <laughs> but I'm also simple like that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I, no, I don't, I don't disagree. I, um, I, I picked this and I knew I wasn't going to love it. So, I mean, I, I, I know my relationship with it. It's just... Uh, there There are, so many. There are for me, so many positives that I can't... Oh, I'm very yeah. glad I
0: saw it, too. Because yeah. it is. And, it's, it's one of those movies that's often talked about. Uh, the, and again, the fact that it has the, all the Hitchcock... In uh, love it is it, it's a loving ode mm-hmm. to Hitchcock. it really
1: is and the whole um the structure especially of the first half mm-hmm. when they're when it's very like much in the um the mental hospital is like spellbound like that's the whole thing is and the a new doctor comes in a head comes in and like there's jealousy and and i i thought i did never really notice that like Until the last time I watched it, I was like, wow, that's the whole, like, main crux of the plot is, like, a a Hitchcock movie. Yeah, the
0: the bigger picture of it, I think, is fine. And it's interesting, because I almost, like, you could almost take it in one of two, like, two opposite directions, and I think it would work better. You could either do gag a minute of Hitchcock, and Mm -hmm. it would work, or you could do a very straight-telling... That's just kind of ridiculous overall, and it would work. Where you're you're not doing these little quick gags, you're just kind of making the whole overarching story. It's kind yeah. of ridiculous like that. And this movie kind of co- tries to combine the two and have it both ways. And that It does, what because for me. at
1: one point when he goes into the hotel, and he says, Oh, I thought I requested nothing higher than the second or third floor, or whatever he says. And oh no, a Mr. McGuffin called and changed <laughs> I mean, and stuff like that where you, you're like, okay, well I, if you had just picked one way, if, if everything was going to be like that, mm-hmm. okay, or just have the gags be part of the story, not right. just these little like winks, you know
0: right, 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 yeah, definitely yeah. the, uh I think there's something that just made me think of something in that the elevator, oh no it's gone, I'm getting old, man <laughs> aren't we all and huh? stuff. I tell ya it's getting bad yeah Har- Harvey Corman it's it's funny he's in this because it just reminds me that it's time it's time of year again to watch Star Wars Chris holiday special <sighs> oh you once a year you have to do it I've never seen it it's it's I mean it's. I know awful. it's, it's, it's I mean, infamous that is legitimately awful like we're saying we don't like to say something is bad but no that is, that is no
1: that's that's infamous I, I know all about, about that, that.
0: Well, it's funny, because I was worried when, after I finished this movie, I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, this is, might be the first episode where, like, Christine and I end up, like, really disagreeing on a movie. This will be Oh, no. No, 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 no. I, I, I knew what I was getting into, and I kind of had a feeling I knew where you, know, you um, yeah. fall. So do you have any other notes, or uh, are you already um, ready to grade this bitch?
1: No, my notes basically were um, just, like, um, a dramatic airport. The camera through the window, basically, <laughs> just like what I laugh at. <laughs> that, that was that was that. Man it.
0: kicked in groin.
1: It was fun. I'll, I'll, you didn't mention the boxing scene, but the boxing scene I, I laughed at. The boxing
0: scene was cute, yeah. Um, was oh, basically. and the other thing, there's a musical performance, and I really like it's Mel Brooks singing, and I really like that he yells in the middle of the song, Key Change, because I do that
1: when it's karaoke. <laughs> he's, he's cute during that scene, I like it's
0: it. That. It, it's, it is, it's his Sinatra. All right, so Christine, we uh, who yes. grades first.
1: Oh, I don't know. Do we even have a thing?
0: I feel like we should have a thing, but I don't know if we do. Um, so, quality of movie. What do you think?
1: Um, quality of movie. I'm going to give this a six point five. Okay.
0: Um,
1: it's just how how I feel. If the if the if the back end was stronger, mm-hmm. um, it would definitely be higher. But uh, enjoyment, I seven point two five. I don't like to do those. I like to try to keep it. But um. I'm gonna say it's a .25, um, just because I, I really like it, and eyes are so like that scene with the glass table mm-hmm. is like I can think about that, and I cough. <laughs> it's like my favorite scene. <laughs> so, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> and any,
0: that was the best time
1: and any, and anytime I see now, like like when I actually watch Hitchcock, and I see these things, it, I I can I can remember fondly to those right. gags, and I
0: chuckle a little bit. I can see that. So.
1: So 6.5
0: I and mean, a 7.25 for me. Okay, my, my marks, it's a tough one. Um, I think for quality... No, be harsh, be harsh. Oh, be I harsh. will, I will. Um, I think quality of film, it's tough, because I'm trying to decide how much of it is my taste just not gelling with the material, and how much is it that the material just isn't there. Um, so I think for quality of film, I'm going to say 5.75 for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my enjoyment of the film is actually going to be lower than that because I think, <gasps> I know, I know, but I think this is one of those films where it's a, I could, because for me again, it's a very, cause it's a personal thing for me. I think this is a better made film than it is a made film for me in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so my enjoyment, I would say a five. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah.
1: Like if I didn't have the, the fond fondness for it that I had, it pro- my, mine would probably be
0: lower Yeah, because for me it is like I will probably never rewatch it If it's on TV one day I may kind of watch it If it's at a moment where I know there's a gag
1: If it was on TV I would watch the first half And then start to wander
0: out of the room Right I've done know. it numerous times Yeah um, I mean, I could even go lower No, I'll stick at five Okay and Now I'm it's... just getting greedy with like Well, maybe I'll give it a lower Well, bar. actually, let's say two let's <laughs> Say negative 78.63 Uh, All right, so that was our thoughts on high anxiety. Uh, (laughs) Come back now, and we'll talk about Clue. I am going to hang up and restart the call, by the way. I didn't have to record that.
2: Ti vorrei che solo te io sapo amare, sognar, sweetheart. Hello, hello again, shaboom and hope we'll meet again. Lascia mi sognar, You sogno ancora di averti tutto per me. Aspetto solo una parola d'amor da te. Lascia mi sperar, sweetheart.
0: We're back to talk about a little movie. Yeah,
1: it's called Clue.
0: Called clue <laughs> i picked this one uh i this might very well be the first movie i watched on vhs i can clearly remember my family got a vcr and it was very exciting and we had this newfangled thing where you could rent movies and i remember sitting down with my family and watching clue uh, i learned a lot from it because i think i had to be like five when i watched it and i think this might be the first movie that taught me what brothels were and what it <laughs> meant to be homosexual Um, Okay So on those lines Christine Can you tell us What happens in Clue What this movie's about Um, Well
1: Clue is a movie That's based on a board game Um, Also named Clue
0: Or Cluedo You're British
1: (laughs) Well I'm not So um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna say Clue I'm gonna say Clue Um, Basically it's a Murder mystery Set in a Like a a Mansion Like Um, a mansion Yeah Like a mansion Do Do you remember the game 13 Dead End Drive No. It's like that game. (laughs) Which I guess is, like, close. Never mind. Um, Yeah, so it's um, basically that. It's a murder mystery. But it's funny.
0: It's very funny. My my
1: synopsis are the best.
0: (laughs) Your synopsis should be on IMDb pages everywhere.
1: Yep, yep. Back of DVDs and shit. Yeah. um, So... Did you take what's those
0: things notes on this? I took some notes. Uh, this movie, it's one of those movies where um, I can watch the movie and say almost every line of dialogue along to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I don't own the movie. I haven't watched it in a really long time, but I watched it enough at key points in childhood where I just remember like every beat of it. And it's one of those I think movies that um I think we talked about this where there's movies that are very like tactile to you in a way where I always, when I think of super, like Superman, I think of Superman 3 because Lana has a yellow phone. She has a rotary mm-hmm. phone, and it's bright yellow. And as a kid, like, I always remember that phone. I wanted that phone. Clue is similar where um, like I remember so clearly what the boxes look like that everybody's weapons are in and everybody's costumes. And it's one that's very, um, just because I was at the right age where it's kind of a movie that just all the little things about it really stood out to me. Um, so I am quite familiar with this movie hmm. Now I I, I, I,
1: I only talk. saw it for the first time Earlier this year
0: Right, so now uh, so Let's start with your notes then
1: I don't have any notes, but I can talk
0: You <laughs> um, <laughs> can't read, but you can't talk
1: I, I can't read, so why bother writing um, This movie Is Very funny to me <laughs> um, No, I think that um, and I don't really feel like, I, like going in a chronological order for this like hurts or helps speaking about it. So just basically, it's a very well-done, cohesive film. Where High Anxiety failed, this succeeds. Mm-hmm. Um, which is great, especially when you have to watch the two in such close proximity. Um, it knows what it is the entire time. Yes. The, 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 the humor is consistent. The entire time, mm-hmm.
0: um, and the, there, the there, styling of the humor.
1: Yes, there are there, there are sight gags. There are um, there's there's different kinds of humor. Right, there's some very
0: smart humor. There's you yes. Know, so there's a great joke about Jagger Hoover, uh, you know, <laughs> tapping your phones. Mm-hmm. But then there's also <laughs> poop jokes. But the poop jokes are done really well. Yeah. It, it,
1: it's um so i for that i really i really appreciate that I also appreciate that this is an interpretation uh, of the game like it it it's like a basic idea was taken and built upon into its own thing um unlike it could have if, if i feel like if this was made today, it wouldn't be this it would be like a woman- named mrs peacock dressed like all in like blues and with feathers and and she would just be this ridiculous caricature and there'd be no story it would just be these these like game pieces walking through a film but in this there's time taken where everyone's developed and there's a reason for them to be in the house and there's a reason that people die and 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 i think that that's says a lot about the, the overall quality of the film
0: yeah that's definitely one of the things that i think i really noticed watching it this past time as you know as an adult as opposed to a kid or teenager who just you know i love clue um is realizing how and i mean you have an amazing cast that's you know, oh my, my gosh life. but yes. that every character is you com- like it's not just like oh Mrs. White is the one with dead husbands and Miss Scarlet is the, you know, uh, the madam and Mrs. Peacock's the wacky one. Like, no, it's, like, you know everything about them even though you don't ever even know their names. Like, no, because, mm-hmm. yes, Mrs. White has been married several times, probably killed her husbands, but it's also, like, there's something about everybody's performance and characterizing of their characters that feels so much livelier than a lot of other movies that would do the same thing. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Like, um, and, like Colonel Mustard, and <laughs> by the end of the movie, where once you kind of get his full story, which, you, you know, depending on which ending you saw back in the day when they released it with different endings, you know, you don't get that he was a war profiteer necessarily, until you. but it's, I don't know, just that there is so much to each of these game pieces, which is what they, you know, what they came from. It's mm-hmm. based on a board game uh direct written and directed by jonathan lynn who he was been a writer for a very long time before he was he finally started to he wrote like all through the 70s and then in the in this was the first movie he directed and then he did my cousin Vinny, and the, the distinguished gentleman which i haven't seen but um i was told was very good
1: let me let me highly recommend um a film that he directed from 2009 called wild target
0: i don't know this film
1: with emily blunt and rupert grint okay in um, Martin Freeman. It's I I, it, I fucking love this movie. I think it's adorable and funny and really smart. Um, under on IMDb, it's listed as comedy and crime. So, so <laughs> I I, and I, Molly, I really like that movie a lot, and I think people should look at it. I think Emily Blunt is delightful.
0: She, so she's adorable. I like her. The what else did he do? He I mean he's definitely like a director who can do, like crowd-pleasing but really good comedy mm-hmm. um so I mean my, my cousin Vinny I think is a great example of that my cousin Vinny is it, like you know it, it's not a great movie by any means but you'd be hard-pressed to not laugh at it and it a lot of that I think comes from the direction of it and how it's put together mm-hmm. and I mean this and Clue is is a very would have been very easy to mess up obviously with the script yes you could have made a very different game based on the board game clue oh it
1: could have been a completely different movie but
0: it, and, but even if it wasn't I, even if you were taking that script and that cast it's a very careful movie because it is so choreographed mm-hmm. and so it has to be done right and i think because <laughs> it's very stylized it's you know it's a period piece i know and it's <laughs> which which
1: surpri- the first time i watched it i thought i, I was surprised i didn't realize that
0: uh, I don't think as a kid I realized it was in the 50s until I was, like, 10 or so. Yeah, and I can see that. That's something that would, I think, confuse me if I yeah. saw it when I was younger, yeah. too. Well, because just, I mean, there's a lot of jokes, obviously. Like, you know, there's a lot of, like, J. Edgar Hoover stuff that, <laughs> I don't know how my parents explained some of that stuff to me. But even the, like, just the way they dress and the way they, um, you know, the way they drink and the bottles you drink out of. I think as a kid, I just assumed that's what rich people did hmm Very swanky and posh. Yeah, like, yeah, the French maid walks around dressed in, like, like a French maid, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, I, I know um, that French maid was, I, I did not realize that, um, who I know is very formative for for some of the gentleman listeners out there. Um, she, but she was in My Blue Heaven. She's the woman who leaves Rick Moranis in the very beginning. Colleen Camp? Colleen Camp. She's in yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in everything. I'm, br- I'm like, well, I'm going to bring I realized. her up. Once yeah. I looked her up, I'm, I am real- like, wow, she's everything. Including mine,
1: Do you not, do you not recognize her younger? Because that's kind of my issue. I, I don't know her you don't. that young.
0: I, guess, I tend to. Let me see again what else she was in. Um, she, it's, well, it's funny now because I look at uh, like her IMDb profile picture and she looks it's the same, but just, you know, uh, several decades older. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're Oh my god, she was in everything. Was she on an episode of SVU? I don't know. I didn't see, see it when I, I went show there. Everybody. Um election. She was Tracy Flick's mom in election. hmm She's been I mean,
1: I've seen her in a ton of shit. Just like, you know, around.
0: She was in the Babysitters Club movie. Oh, which I love. I love the Babysitters Club. I remember <laughs> her in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do remember in that. Uh Last Action Hero. Wayne's world, Mrs. Vanderhoff. Who's, 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 who are the Vanderhoffs in Wayne's World? Wait, isn't
1: is she is he is she Garth's mom?
0: Oh yes.
1: Uh, no no, would, no 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 no
0: Wait, no, who, no, who is? No, no no no. Okay, all right. Sorry. Tell me who. Tell me who she is. <laughs> she's. <laughs> um, she's. <laughs> it's so big. Does it frighten? No. She's the wife of the head of the TV company.
1: Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Noah I haven't seen that. Wife. I haven't seen that in a minute. It's been a long time. Um, we should do that one day. All right, we can do it if you want.
0: It's, it's just one of those movies that I'm always happy to watch. Uh, but anyway, yes, Colleen Camp as the maid with a lovely set of breasts. Yes. <laughs> you, you can agree to that, right? Yeah, absolutely. You, yeah. Um, she's and, smoking hot in that movie. If
1: I was her, I would, I would, I would like walk around with that movie in my pocket and be like, Hey, you want to see by what the way, I was what
0: smoking I mean. hot? <laughs> well, another thing that the movie does so well is, I mean, in any scene she's in, obviously you have like all the men like, or, and women too, looking at her boobs mm-hmm. and it's generally done like another one of those things I, when I was watching it this week, like very closely I caught so many moments where Professor Plum is just talking to someone's boobs instead of their face. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not the main joke of the, the scene and Frame, but it's just this little touch that's really funny once you realize it. Uh, did you know who the original Miss Scarlet was supposed to be? No, I did not. Originally, it was going to be played by one Carrie Fisher. Oh, that, that could have been cool. Could, I think it could have been great, yeah. Yeah. I, I think Lizanne Warren's great. I think she's fine. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know... Is also okay special. so who's your favorite um i i feel like it's cheating and you can't say it to say wadsworth but you could i could say tim curry, I'd like him. Tim curry I'd like. i think makes the. i think if you if you were picking if i was picking an mbt if we were on a uh, gentleman's terms hmm. i i could not not say tim curry because he uh, is a good in this,
1: especially movie. at towards the end when he's going like running around the mansion when explaining the everything. Squad. To make this long story short, too late. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I he's he's wonderful in it. Like really good, really good timing, really good delivery.
0: Who is your favorite?
1: Um, Michael McKeon. He's
0: so good in it.
1: <laughs> so funny. I
0: didn't
1: do it. The the best part in <laughs> it. And this is, I feel like, a snapshot of my humor is when they all go back, I, I guess, I think maybe into the drawing room, yep. and, and he, everybody's sitting down, and, and he, he just, he can't find a seat. <laughs> oh, the first time I saw it, I laughed so hard, and this last time, I was like, doubled over, yeah. just laughing hysterically.
0: And there's so many moments like that of just little, There, I mean, there's physical humor, but there's also just... Yeah, like, and that scene, it's its about like a 45 second scene of him going to sit down and no, going to sit down there and no, going to sit down there, and no. Okay. And it really doesn't further the story. No, it's but like, it's, but.
1: <laughs> and then he leaves. he has like the, especially like, like, at first it's like he barely notices it, that it keeps happening. <laughs> and by the time there's no chairs
0: left, he's like, he looks so sad. Oh, he's so adorable in this it's movie, so too. Beautiful. He's so cute. And so it's and it like it has a second payoff because because then it you know there's the <laughs> table. but it, yeah. it's just it's the that scene is so good it is forty five seconds of just perfect comedy and I feel like this movie is just filled with that mm-hmm. and there are so many sequences that just are just t- timed so well and ev- the great the kind of montage it's not really a montage but um. When they've all split up and they have to do their thing, and each story to me has a great laugh in it, because you have um, Mr. Green and Yvette who are just are not going to walk up the stairs and just stand there, you know, after you, after you. <laughs> you have um, uh, Miss Scarlet and Colonel Mustard, and there's all this great misdirection there. Um, you just have Mrs. Peacock being Mrs. Peacock, so it's always great, and it's just like everything. It's just so good. Um, no, I was, we did, um, Halloween a couple of years ago. It was me my Glee cast co-hostess Erica and her friend Lisa. We were going to a Halloween wedding. And so like, it was a, you dress up like in costume for it. And so we did the ladies of Clue. Um, so I was naturally Mrs. Peacock.
1: You should have made everybody guess. It was I am, pretty and pretty Send in their,
0: send in their answers.
1: Yeah. No, but because I knew the answer. I knew you were going to be Mrs. Peacock. I remember the pictures, but all of our listeners should have gone on.
0: <laughs> Facebook and be like, who did you think Emily was? She was Yvette, the maid with the No, a maid's Yvette's ass wasn't flat. (laughs)
1: are yours, honey,
0: so don't don't feel too bad. According to a homeless man in in Indiana it was.
1: Well
0: But anyway. (laughs) Anyway, go up that road again. Oh, but so so, uh, produced by Deborah Hill, which I did. Uh-huh, I know, I, I noticed that this time. I don't think yeah. I
1: noticed that last time.
0: Um, and another thing I think the movie does really well is the establishment and geography of the mansion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, if you've played the board game Clue, you know, or could you know that it's really... <laughs> no one funny. here has played that. Ah, <laughs> uh, we don't, maybe. Do we have, we have... We must have some British listeners, maybe. Maybe. I,
1: I, I hope we do. Or
0: some people who, like... Earl Fancy and decided they only buy the British version of Clue. I don't know. Does anybody do that? Uh, people do it with DVDs, don't they? They're like, oh like no, that. I only get Region 2. Well,
1: sometimes the features are better on yeah, Region 2. True.
0: <laughs> yeah, fine. So
1: fine. You're right. not
0: snobs, okay? Fine. There. But the... Oh god, that reminds me. Uh, apparently the game of Clue, they keep changing it and now it's awful. Oh, okay. I, I If know. you buy the game in the stores right now, it's like all the characters are different and the rooms are different and it's like not a murder it's like a theft and oh that's stupid
1: why because it's not politically correct to
0: have murder i don't know but in a, a board theft. game anymore um it's very infuriating but yeah so like the geography of the mansion is really important because you know it's if you play clue you know like what rooms you're in and everything mm-hmm. and i think the movie does such a good job of establishing some of the key rooms i agree um, and even, like, the, the constant shots of the mansion from the outside. Yes. You know, it's just, it is a, like, you know, it's a murder mystery completely, and it's just right down to the rain outside, to the, you know, the beautiful cars all broken down. There's some gorgeous cars in the movie, too. There are. Um, all, apparently, this was something I found out from the IMDb trivia, but the uh, car, everybody's car, they drive a car that's the color of their game piece clue
1: Oh, I didn't notice. It's really cute.
0: The music. We should talk about the music. Okay. <laughs> okay. Or I should talk about I what, what are we going to talk about the music? I just love the soundtrack to this music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess it's pretty good. I don't know. It's, I can... to, be, to be honest with you, I didn't really notice it. So. Really? Do, do, so sorry. Do, 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 Actually, as I do that, every time I start doing the clue music, I want to launch into the Tales in the Crypt opening. Yeah, that's kind of so what it sounds like. It's really similar. Like. Yeah. Um, it's just good stuff. No, I mean, it, the whole, on, on
1: the whole, it's very good. So I'm, I'm assuming that the... I like the, the ending of the movie. <laughs> not like, the, not like the Not like the actual ending. I mean, like the closing credits. I oh, should be more clear. Right, right. I think those are fun. Uh,
0: now, have you always seen... Well, because you only watched it the first time recently. So you've <sighs> always seen it the way I have. And I feel like that
1: hurts the film. Really? Yes, because it's, it, it makes it too long. And I don't mean, I don't mean like 90, it, IMDb is telling me it's 94 minutes. That's the perfect length for this movie. But so much of it is spent with the endings.
0: I'm fine. Wait, is it not
1: 94 minutes with the multiple endings? Does it make really it over? That's a great question. I can't um, believe I did check on that.
0: Yeah. Um. I see. I feel like because it because I know with the original end, because originally the way they released this, um, which was an experiment and didn't work, because it's clearly, Mm -hmm. um, for various reasons, this this movie didn't make money, for one thing, and you've never seen another movie really do this, Uh, which is they, they, the print was sent out at different theaters with different endings. Mm -hmm. So if you lived in Medford, New York, you might have seen the, spoiler alert, Mrs. Peacock ending, but if you lived in, Rhode Island, you might have seen... But hey, that's where I would have been living. Yeah, that's <laughs> where I... What I oh. uh, you might have seen the everybody ending. And I guess the idea was eventually that people would want to go see the other endings and so on. And it just didn't work, uh, you know. And I know mm-hmm. 94 Minutes might be right because I think they've even said with the one ending, it's, it's a very short movie. It's like an hour 20. Hmm. So I don't know.
1: I don't, just for me, the 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 multiple endings really drag it down. Oh, okay. In the at, at the at the end, it's it is a shame because it's so good and so pacey and so and like I, it was more so the first time I watched it. This time because I anticipated it, sure. and also you can you can there are. Like if you know what they're gonna use to like point the finger at somebody in in these endings, you look for it the second time. So I was actually like the whole thing with Mrs. Peacock. Like, well, you two clearly knew each other, and then at dinner you said it was one of your favorite. Like, y- you
0: remember these things, so you My actually brains. The so popular <laughs> and Cantonese cuisine, are not rarely found in Washington D.C. Uh, I knew it would be. So, so it makes it it
1: made... It made that more interesting, but still, even on the second watch, I was like, ugh, multiple endings
0: make yeah, it I think, Yeah, awful. we're just on a, in a, on a different plane. Because, I mean, even when I was a kid, we had the VHS, eventually, and it just, the video had all the ends, Like, the same way you watch it on Netflix now, with mm-hmm. all three endings. And that works for me, just because the more clue I can get, the happier I am. Mm-hmm. Movie. And also, what I wa- another thing I watched for this time was to see if all the endings work each time. And for the most, miss, the Miss Scarlet ending, totally. The Miss Scarlet ending, yes, you can watch it and you can pinpoint who's where, and it makes sense too because in that ending, I mean, we're we're kind of spoiling, but it's clue like. I mean, but well, there's multiple endings. Yeah, and the twists aren't what makes this movie what worth watching. the The movie itself does, um, but yeah, the fact that because she has Yvette doing stuff and it makes mm-hmm. sense. The Mrs. Peacock ending makes sense except for like one case where you're like, oh, she was all the way downstairs. How did she get up with, with enough time to do this? So there is, you know, but they kind of, you could easily watch it from a certain angle and say, yes, all three of the endings completely work. Mm-hmm. There was a they, a, they, I think made a fourth ending that is um, where everybody, I think Wadsworth did all of it and then he poisons everybody and everybody dies and then he gets eaten by the dogs. <laughs> uh, they funny. decided that one was too dark, and you, I don't think that movie that ending exists anywhere. Another movie that is screaming for a special edition release. The
1: is anybody? I was going to say, is anybody other than you looking for now? That's not, not so true. I like it. Yeah, I think this, it. I think it deserves
0: it. Yeah, and Clue is another movie that I think has a a sturdy cult fan base for this movie. Yeah, it, again, it was kind of a dud when it came out, but I think a lot of people found it on VHS and.
1: And, I mean, the, the cast alone is enough to to, to sell somebody on this, yeah. even if the premise isn't, you know, something that would grab them. I mean, you just, Tim Curry and Christopher Lloyd, and, I mean, come on.
0: And, um, if nothing else, you watch this movie for, fl- flames? Uh, on the side of my face. <laughs> Heaving? It's Madeline Kahn's Flames. Moment, everybody's seen it. Uh, it's on YouTube. Just type in "Clue Flames" and it will come up. I'm sure she's hysterical. She's so good, and that was improvised. That was just her doing something, and it it's amazing. She's so good. Everyone is so good in this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, I, I just think um, so much about this movie works. So many of the jokes work. As a kid, they worked on me, especially the ones I didn't get. Uh, just because I thought they were, they, I assumed they must be funny to someone, and now as an adult getting them, I'm like, oh, now I get them. Well, these all funny. Yeah, well, I hate about that. Uh, and what, what, what more can be said about Clue? and how great I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I have
1: much more to say.
0: Um, another movie that I would recommend if you like Clue uh, is, would have been another movie that would have been a good pairing with this is Murder by Death. Too close of a pairing. I say too yeah. close. That's a good point. Um, Murder by Death is so good though. It is. I watched I, that for the first time this year. Yeah, me too. Oh, because it was on instant for a while mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah. I it enjoyed is, it. It's, it's this it's a very similar idea. It's a little spoofier. hmm uh, but it's hysterical. And you have Mrs. Peacock again, Eileen Brennan.
1: Yes. I like that movie a lot. People I think most people hopefully have seen it. But um this I read didn't I read that this I think I read somewhere that a lot of Clue was based on that, but I could totally see it. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a it's just a typical like mystery. It's a mm. who, like a, a whodunit at, kind of thing. So at I mean. a man-
0: at a secluded mansion. You yeah, know, I mean, church people. Uh, and and that one and Maggie Smith is so
2: good. that Oh, I love her so much. Uh,
0: and with Clue, Clue has an interesting credit. John Jonathan Landis, John Landis Jonathan. <laughs> that how we're referring i don't i don't know if that's I actually his name but i'll call, call him jonathan him. uh he has a story credit on here and i think he helped develop the script but i don't i think the majority of the script is uh jonathan lynn mm-hmm. and it's great it so, is great yeah so uh, rating this movie
1: yeah you rate
0: oh god it's a hard one to rate because i'm so attached Just to it go with your heart man oh, okay. well my heart doesn't there's no scale for my heart okay, okay. So, quality of the... It's, oh, God, this is hard. Quality of a the 10
1: movie. and a 10. Call it a day. I <laughs> can't do that, can I? Yes, you can. If, if you I, want to. I give Atonement. I give Atonement a, a 9 or a 9. I don't five. remember. I don't remember. what if, if I were to rate Atonement now, I would, I would give it like an 11.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm going to give Clue quality of film... Because I think it's a comedy, I just, I think it's a perfect comedy. It, it makes me laugh the entire time. It does not have, you might find the death, the, the, the a multiple endings slow, slow winning. Uh, to me, so, they, they, slow they, slow ending. Ending. they don't slowify anything. I just, I grin and laugh at this movie from beginning to end. So, quality of movie, I'll say nine. That's fine. Don't, don't. Okay. Don't, oh, quality of life improved. Oh, this movie's a 10 for me because I can never not watch it.
1: There are some things that if I were to rate, I would give them ridiculous... That's why we're never going to do them on this show, because I would give them ridiculous scores and talk about them ridiculously. We'll never do them. But I completely respect your 9 and your 10. That's what you did, a 9 and a 10?
0: Yeah, because I would feel wrong not... The amount of enjoyment and years of enjoyment this movie has given me, um, I would feel wrong not giving back. You owe it. I do. I do.
1: Your um, choice, ma'am? My um, quality of film is going to be an 8... Okay. Uh, my quality of the life will be a seven point five.
0: Wow, interesting. So you're just another case where uh, yeah, quality of life was lower than a uh, quality of hearing. Well, I know, I,
1: it, it's it really is the the end. It's really the end. It it slows it so much hmm. that it takes it 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 ends on a, a low note for me, which is a shame because it's it's so. Yes.
0: I'm it's gonna so, go home and sleep with my
1: wife. Well I love that. I fucking love him in this <laughs> so movie. Good. Oh he's so funny and so cute. His delivery is awesome. Yeah, but I mean 7.5, that's not a No, it's, you're right, you're right, okay. It's not it's not a 15 like you just gave
0: it. <laughs> it's not a 972.3, yeah. but hey, <laughs> all right, so that was Clue. That was I uh, So a couple things as we close up. Um, Netflix instant recommendation. Do you have one?
1: I do have one. Um, my instant recommendation is *The Wind That Shakes the Barley*. <gasps> have you seen
0: it? No. Oh no. I was I was thinking of a different movie, which is why okay. I'm excited. But I but know I know this movie. I have not seen it.
1: This is um, a Killian Murphy starring mm-hmm. film um, about when is it? I don't really know when it's set. Oh, okay. Twentieth century Ireland. Um, it it was a lot more difficult than I thought it was gonna be. Like it really bothered me and it upset me and I had to, it took me two sittings to watch it because it kept really bothering me, but I really liked it and everybody should watch it. And that one dude, that was the dude in Dog Soldiers, isn't it? Um, the
0: dude in Dog Soldiers, which is
1: one? Is Liam Cunningham, is that his name? <laughs> he's the guy in Dog Soldiers, I think, this. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> dog Soldiers is a cast of 10 and they're all guys. <laughs> I, oh,
1: apparently he's in Game of Thrones. Who's so in, I don't.
0: Who is he in Game of Thrones? Sir Davos Seaworth. Oh, season two. Okay, I haven't gotten to that yet.
1: Okay. Well, I don't know, but all I know is that I like him, and he's Very good in this movie. So you should, um, you I should watch it.
0: The director of that movie is someone.
1: Um. Yeah, I was just looking at it. I think he's. A pl- Ken Loach.
0: Is he the guy who did You Can Count on Me? No, maybe. <sighs> Welcome so to the, the feminine speak, where we don't know what anybody does. Where anybody's name. All
1: yeah. right, so
0: my uh, my Netflix recommend- recommendation. Oh. Um, I was gonna do something Christmassy because it's that time, but um, I haven't checked. <laughs> and movie. I pick a depressing Irish movie. Well, so I'm actually gonna <laughs> <throw> it up <laughs> with something that I think was gonna work just fine. Because then I was thinking of other movies that are on there that I keep almost watching, and then I remember I'm like, wait, I don't need to watch it on Netflix. I own it on Blu-ray. Uh, but it's a winter movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in case you didn't know folks and haven't seen it, Winter's Bone is on Instant Watch
1: <laughs> yes, somebody just posted a link that said it was $5 on Amazon, the Blu-ray oh,
0: and the Blu-ray is, I mean it, it looks great on blue the, d- it has a director commentary which is great, and it also I believe has like a, a special featurette that's
1: I need to buy it the
0: behind the scenes stuff of that movie are really interesting just because I mean they filmed in kind of that area and a lot of neat. the extras are local. Must purchase. Must yeah.
1: Um, pretty much Jennifer Lawrence rules my life right now. Yeah. Um, like, she is... for. I'm surrounded by her at all t- times. I'm, I'm reading the second Hunger Games book. And I'm sorry, even if you haven't seen the movie and you read the fucking Hunger Games, you know that she's Katniss. Like, just her image is so linked to that. So I read this book, and it's fucking Jennifer Lawrence. Like, I she, she has invaded my life, and I think I need to rewatch this because I think this is the first Jennifer Lawrence film. What year is this? 2010? Yeah. This is the first movie of hers I saw right. because this was before X-Men First Class. Um, and I need to rewatch it now with this this intense relationship I've developed with her it's I feel like if I ever met Jennifer Lawrence I would throw up all over her because she, <laughs> she is just like she's a I South Park kid I think she is just I said, the, yeah. the best thing ever she's I love the-
0: her no I agree and she's like 19 or now she's like 22 or something I don't
1: know 1990 she was born oh my God. do the Two. no she's she's 22. 22 she's 8 years younger than yeah, us
0: when she did Winter's Bow well, and she was like 17 I think
1: yeah she, well um, She's just yeah. incredible,
0: <laughs> she's amazing and, She's
1: awesome, she's great
0: Yeah, and Winter's
1: Bone is So good Yeah, if there's a way you haven't seen this movie yet, please see it
0: Yeah, it's It's just so, and she's so good And um, oh god, John Hawks Is so good
1: and, oh, This is the movie that people was like John Hawks needs to stop playing that character though
0: No, this, this was the movie that we're like Oh, that people oh, and that, that guy, what is his name? Oh, and geez, that, John Hawks, he is great I've seen him in everything, and now he'll finally get an Oscar nomination. Oh, he did, right? For this movie, yeah, he did.
1: No, but so what? Wait, so was it Ben, um, Martha, Martha Mar- Mary,
0: Mary, Marsha Mar- came out? Mar-
1: Marcy May-Miley. Okay, so that was the movie. People were that like, "That we're
0: like, like, okay, John Hawks needs to stop being creepy."
1: Okay, he needs to stop playing this character, but I like that a lot. That Martha I like both
0: those movies. Yeah, uh, I mean, but this Winter's Bone is just—if you haven't seen it, it—it it, it was the best movie of the year. It came out. Uh and I was just and that Winter's um, Bone is one of those movies that I will always use in my argument for the 10 nominations because I hear every year now since they've started doing it people bitch and bitch and bitch about how oh the 10 nominations is so stupid cuz there's not really that many great movies a year and the wrong no, is nominated that's bullshit Fuck you because if you didn't have that I guarantee most people wouldn't have seen Winter's Bone or an Education <laughs> Or <gasps> an, education. an education. I, I thought oh. about an education because it was nominated for best picture. I'm one of yeah. those people. I like to try to see all the best picture nominees, and I would never have seen that movie if it wasn't. Okay,
1: so w- can we just forgo covering that movie and just say that we both and love an education? Love it. so oh my fucking god, that movie's like.
0: But <laughs> that... Winter's Bone is the same thing. Winter's Bone would never have been nominated for best picture if it. If was fired. yeah, yeah, was no chance in hell. It. I'm sure it was the least, the, the least votes in its category. Mm-hmm. The fact that I, I remember, like, I've never been so happy to see because I, I, I'm an Oscar nerd, so like, I'm always like Tuesday morning, I'm walking to work, I'm like, oh my god, who got nominated? And I was so happy to see John Hawks and Jennifer Lawrence get nominated for it, but there is no chance in hell that movie would have gotten nominated. And it people saw the movie because it was nominated for Best Picture, and I oh, think yeah, that because they it, also it, saw The Blind Side whatever they but it, it
1: it gave it a wider audience good bad or indifferent people seek out oscar yeah. movies and so, so.
0: anybody who thinks it should go back to five pictures because i disagree so so intensely with that um so my point being watch what yeah what i don't even know what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> but i feel passionately about it
1: Yes, and go watch an education because Olivia Williams is fucking badass in it, and Carrie Mulligan's great, and watch it.
0: Do it. (laughs) All right. So yeah. Now, now, so when when next we meet? When next we meet? Yes. We're gonna have a special themed episode. Oh my god! And
1: say that. it, once Emily tells you gentle listeners what, what the theme of this is, my pick is not going to make any sense in the no, context no, of it. No,
0: I disagree completely.
1: It's well, not going to.
0: So the theme for our next episode is Girls uh-huh. Gone Wild.
1: So what, you know, if I knew this was the theme, I'd probably pick the Spice Girls movie or something. We, you want to change it? No, I'm not changing it. I'm not changing it. Um, so what is your pick for the Girls Gone Wild well, episode?
0: Um, well, you picked first.
1: Okay, so for some okay, my pick, my pick is 2009's Fish Tank, and for some reason, it's about uh, a girl gone wild. It's about it's, a fifteen-year-old girl. It's about a tra—it's a tragic tale, an upsetting yet somewhat sexy because Michael <laughs> Fassbender, isn't <in> it? Tale. <laughs> um, we'll get we'll get to that next time, but. And then for some reason, this makes Emily
0: think of what movie? Another movie about girls be- behaving badly? Jawbreaker. Mm-hmm. Oh, one of my favorites. Oh, spoiler uh, alert. I, and I had a, a lot of movies run through my mind, because I, especially on our Facebook group, people were talking about Foxmire, which I do want to revisit with you one of these days. But mm-hmm. I just, for whatever reason, I was like, I think we should really talk about
1: Jawbreaker. Well, I, I think so, too. I think there's a lot to be said, especially I, for, the, for the genre that it represents. The genre that it's basically... Uh, like uh, parodying I don't know if I don't can't say that but it's, it's homaging
0: yeah. and it's, it's a movie that I mean it's it's so 90s and I'm sure you also feel this way where you kind of have an affection for 90s movies because oh absolutely we were going to the movies yeah uh and I haven't seen it in years
1: <gasps> I, I watch it reg on the yeah, reg was- oh yeah I saw that in the theater I, saw it I don't the theater
0: know. too <laughs> I don't think I've sat that down and watched it beginning to end since then
1: I look forward to watching it again.
0: Yeah, so I'm really excited to talk about it just because I, I really want to see how that movie has aged.
1: Now, Emily, have you seen Fish Tank?
0: Yes, I did watch it around like it was one of the first movies I watched this year. So I watched it about uh, in January of of 2012. It's it's been a, it's been a, maybe a year and a year and a half since I've seen it. So I'm looking forward to revisiting it. Hmm,
1: me too, <laughs> for sexy reasons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yes that's okay. whatever you know you know it's true I, i'm not arguing with that point um so that will be our next episode one of these days we don't know when <laughs> so i don't know <laughs> it sounded really really grim
1: who knows when one of us may die let's
0: face it no the world might next week schedule that's lions. True. we that's might true. not be here that's true. No, I'm just saying. I don't want to be like, so we'll see you next time and then we don't because the world ends.
1: Well, I want to go out watching a Fast Bender movie so at least I'll get my wish. I'm clearly going out watching Clue. Oh, that's true. All right, so if you want to reach us... Um, you can email us at thefemininecritique at yahoo.com. If you want to um, tweet us. Uh, at femininepodcast. And, yeah. oh, I, I, I have it on my Kindle so I can actually see and reply to you if you if you talk oh, to
0: fancy. me yeah and with, with the twitter
1: um i've been signing my tweets
0: that's smart i haven't been because i keep forgetting okay and so if, <laughs> if it's
1: somebody's not signing their tweets then it's Emily. Me.
0: and if they're talking about how great clue is they're probably me yeah uh, i've just been if and it's weird because i can't what's very strange is it's hard for me for some reason to see when you reply as as the twitter handle so Mm -hmm. i get i assume often if somebody tweets us because i don't check twitter often as much as i used to so i will go on twitter and see like so-and-so sent you a tweet like two days ago and i don't know if you've already responded to it and i assume you have but if you haven't and somebody out there is like they never respond to my tweets i'm sorry uh i'm getting better at it and if i've double responded to your tweets then i'm sorry i'm awkward yeah if both of us reply to you then you just got two for one so hey hey, there you go Uh, so all of those things and more. Uh, if we it, well, happy Hanukkah if you're celebrating it right now. Yeah. It's the last day of it, I think. Happy Christmas if we don't talk to you by then.
1: Yeah. That. I'm not celebrating it, so. You're not, you're you're <laughs> abstaining completely. Am, I'm am abstaining from Christmas. I am going to go see Django on Christmas though. Nice, so.
0: nice. That's a way to do it. You know, yep. we, Actually, now that I think about it, I don't think we will be because I'm going away next weekend. So yeah, we will be recording to you after Christmas and the end of the world.
1: <laughs> we'll, be rec- we'll be recording after the end of the world. Yeah, well,
0: let's try to aim for, ne- for the weekend before New Year's, actually. Okay, let's okay. do that. <laughs> um, so well, we're glad we worked that out with you. <laughs> um, but happy Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. Or 2013, if you don't listen. 20,000 yeah. 20, stuff. <laughs> uh, and Or end of the world day, if that happens
1: happy happy day <laughs> that was very depressing um thanks for listening
0: cheer up and go watch
2: there's magic in the air this evening magic in the air the world is at her best you know when people love and care the promise of excitement is one the night will keep After all, there's only one more sleep till Christmas. Hello, and everyone is family. We're having so much fun. After all, there's only one more sleep till Christmas. Tis a season to be jolly and joyous. With a burst of pleasure we feel it all right. It's a season when the saints can employ us. Spread the news about peace and to keep love alive! Faith is in our hearts today, we're shining like the sun. And everyone can feel it, the feeling's running deep. After all, there's only one more sleep till Christmas. After all, there's only one more sleep till Christmas Day.